Welcome to the Maria Liberati Show, where food meets art, travel, and life. So what does food mean to you? This week, my special guest is Susan Abadian. She is a PhD and Native American culture expert, and she's with us to help us celebrate Native American Culture Month and the winter solstice. And I will also be sharing tips for how to save time when cooking meals at home. So stay with me for those. And I just want to remind everyone that I will be doing a special wine pairing dinner at the Ridgewood Winery in Bechtelsville, Pennsylvania on January 29th and February 10th. These will both be four course dinners with wine pairing. You can sign up for the events on eventbrite.com. And as always, if you want more info on the event, please feel free to email me at info at marialiberati.com. Stay with me for this week's segments. You know, the holiday season is always a busy time. And as promised, here are my tips on how to save time when cooking at home. When you cook your meals at home, you have control over the exact ingredients and cooking methods used. Because of this, home-cooked meals are often much healthier than a restaurant or fast food meals. However, cooking meals at home is time-consuming. Learning how to quickly prepare meals can help you get great nutrients without having to spend too much time in the kitchen, and it's a better way to stay healthy. So here are some tips. Um, The first one is to understand the recipe. Recipes are very useful if you don't have a lot of experience cooking or don't have time to experiment in the kitchen. Recipes even come with estimated times in which they can be completed. This means that if you follow the recipe exactly, you should be able to make a meal or snack in the allotted time, which is great for a busy schedule. However, if you don't understand the terminology used in the recipe, the recipe could take much longer for you to complete successfully. For example, you should know the difference between broiling and boiling food. Knowing the difference between these and other cooking methods will ensure that your food has the right texture and taste. Tip number two is to create food storage. Keeping food stored in your pantry or fridge can help save you time when cooking. Ideally, your food storage containers will be clear so you can see what ingredients are inside. Putting your different ingredients back in the same place every time can help you memorize where they are. This will save you time because you won't need to search for your ingredients every time you want to cook. The third tip is the alternative cooking methods. Some cooking methods, while not as traditional, are faster than others. For example, boiling food is much faster than pan frying or cooking in the oven. Boiling does not require any special appliances besides a regular pot. Some other cooking methods do require special appliances. One appliance you may want to invest in is an air fryer, which can reduce cooking time by about 20%. Air fryers can also save you time because it cooks food for you without you having to stir it or watch it. 
While food is cooking in the air fryer, you can prepare other food on the side. As with anything, you will get better at cooking quickly at home the more you practice. Practice chopping, preparing, and cooking things quickly. You can then develop a set of meals you can prepare in 10 minutes or less that still taste great. And you know, this month um, is Native American Heritage and Culture Month. And I love to honor different cultures. I think it's just so interesting. Each culture brings to us, has brought to us many things that we may not be aware of. And today I have an expert on Native Americans and, and uh, well, Susan Abadian is, she has a PhD from Harvard and she's got such an interesting background. So she's going to share with us some things to honor um, this month, the Native American Heritage and Culture Month. Susan, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for inviting me. And I want to just honor you for uh, noting this time and uh, for drawing attention to Native peoples of this land, the original peoples of this land. So thank you, Maria. Oh, yes, yeah. yes, definitely. Time. Wow. Yes, that's right. They were the original peoples of this land. And, you know, I, I, I just want to digress a little bit. So I'm in, I'm right outside. My home base is right outside of Philadelphia. It's like a rural mm -hmm. area. And we have every day we're finding about so much history with um, Native Americans in this area. And uh, it's always just so interesting. I never really realized, but yes, they are. They were the first real inhabitants of our land. So it's very interesting. And I know um, I wanted to mention you actually did a, um, was it a thesis on, that you were mentioning? Yes, a doctoral thesis yes. uh, under uh, a wonderful, I mean, I had several uh, uh, advisees, but one of them was the Nobel laureate in economics Amartya Sen, and the doctorate itself was uh, um, the, entitled From Wasteland to Homeland, uh -huh. uh, Trauma and the Renewal of Indigenous Peoples and Their Communities. Wow. So it, it talked about the uh, collective traumas that Indigenous peoples have endured, not just on this continent, but also all Indigenous peoples, many Indigenous peoples elsewhere, right. and how that has affected their communities. And then the uh, that, that they're restoring themselves in various ways, collectively renewing themselves, culturally renewing themselves. Right. Um, so that the thesis was uh, basically uh, that economists, I mean, I'm, I'm actually trained in economics and government, that economists oh, yeah. need to pay attention to the fact that uh, trauma and, and cultural renewal are an important part of economic development, that we cannot, we cannot uh, pour money into communities thinking that that's gonna restore them if we don't also support them and restoring themselves and renewing their cultures and their peoples uh, again. Oh, yes. So one of the things that I always love to find out is um, maybe some history or things that, you know, um, the culture brings to us that most people aren't going to be aware of or weren't aware of. So are there some things you can share? Well, I, I also just want to say you, yes. I think you started off by saying that uh, you, uh, are becoming aware in, outside of Philadelphia yes. of rich native histories there. And I want to just encourage all the listeners yes. to do that, that, yes. that, you know, wherever you are mm -hmm. is it, at one point belonged to, I mean, we, 
Native peoples didn't think in terms of owning land. Right. They, they were guardians of land. And so they, they didn't have ownership. So they don't think that way. But the lands that you are on, yes, once upon a time, had indigenous peoples who, and not that long ago, actually. No, um, no, it's not that long ago. That, 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 that land was, was something that was very intimate and important to them. So wow. uh, all of us uh-huh. should go and find out who those people were, yes. what their traditions were. Yeah. And honor them in some way because it's it's you know we're we're, we're they they you know generously some of them by force yes <laughs> um, yeah. offered their land so that we can be here and and uh, and again we're positive we're speaking positively here but it yes. was not a pretty picture many of yes. many of them were coerced lands were yes. taken away from them wow. you know, so and so so on and so forth I know that you yes. want to stay positive on this his channel, but it wasn't a pretty picture. Yes. And yes. Who's us? Those of us who are benefiting yes. from being here. I'm, I'm an immigrant. Uh, I came, my family came here when I was five. Yes. Um, I'm actually from a indigenous community in Iran. So I'm from the one of two, 20,000 remaining Zoroastrian Iranians left. <laughs> uh-huh. And uh, we were the original peoples of Iran prior to the Islamic conquest. What? And so I'm, I'm an immigrant here and maybe yes. my own history of uh, being an indigenous person and the suffering that my people's experience makes me, uh, you know, more understanding and compassionate for the people's, the original peoples of this land. But I think it would be an important thing that we can all do mm-hmm. to do what you've done or beginning to do to really understand who were the people whose lands we're on. And how can we honor them and give something back to them? So, um, and I want to thank you for bringing, I just want to really appreciate you, Maria, because uh, you have, you're beginning this conversation on your channel. I appreciate that a lot. Oh, yes, definitely. Well, as I said, I I know, you know, I have my culture I'm really proud of, and I I try to do as much as I can to research and learn about my own culture, because I think culture, you, you need to be connected to your culture, whatever your culture is, but not only your culture, but, you know, it's really nice to find out about all the special things that of, you know, all, all the other cultures that are out there, they're just so interesting. So I think that's really a a really important thing anyway, which is why I, I like to do that. But yes, there's so many interesting like parks and things, which I'm assuming probably were, you know, originally first owned by indigenous people around the Philadelphia area. They've kept, some of them they've named after like um, tribes that might have been there. And um, they've, uh, but, you know, you'll go to the parks and there are signs and, and they'll tell you a little bit about it. So it's just so interesting. But yes, it's definitely important because I'm sure everywhere in this country um, that did occur since, you know, they were the original settlers of our country. So it's really yeah, important. Inhabitants. To find that inhabitants, yes. And it's important to find that out because it's a foundation, you know, and I always think your foundation is really, really important. So it's really the foundation of where you come from also. Absolutely. Absolutely. Definitely important. There's there's so many. I don't know if you have a resource section. I should have asked you this before we began speaking, but... Uh, because I could provide things, reading material for people who are interested in finding out more and websites. And, um, you know, there's so many wonderful resources now, both in terms of finding out who 
who lived, inhabited the region that you're in yes. um, and learning more about them. I mean, we just had our wonderful, we just had Thanksgiving uh, celebrations and, yes. uh, you know, it, it has a very different, um, different perspective and tone uh-huh. from, from a Native American perspective, what, yes. what, that, what that tradition is. Yes. And it would behoove all of us to learn about actually what did happen in 1621, 400 years ago, by the way, we just, we, this is 400 years that, wow. that, uh, that supposedly that first Thanksgiving, that first Thanksgiving. Was, was, so be worth the Wampanoag communities um, in yeah. Massachusetts are the ones who were the peoples who greeted those uh, first to pilgrims um, wow. supposedly. So uh-huh. they have a whole section on their history on what actually took place uh-huh. and how they see, mm-hmm. um, how they see Thanksgiving. Wow. Um, and, you know, again, it's very, it's that in itself is a whole, uh, you know, conversation, long conversation to be had. And I, I'm not, I'm not the appropriate person to have it. I'm not, I'm not indigenous to this, this continent, but yes. there are many resources out there and it would behoove all of us to really learn what the, the history is, the true history yes. of what happened to yes. indigenous people and why they feel the way some, some of them feel the way they do. And, And I want to make the point that, of course, Native peoples on this land, let alone the continent and Indigenous peoples all over, there's such a variety, right? Even even in the U.S., the Native communities are very different from one another. You know, you Uh can't generalize in any ways. And then then also there's been a lot of mixing um, of peoples. Uh, So um, one doesn't want to generalize about Native peoples, but there are certain things that one can, can speak about. Their history is of what happened after... Uh, settlers came and after um, conquest, the U.S. conquest of of their communities, Uh that's been similar. And what's and the trauma to them has been has been, um, you know, has had deleterious effects that one can, you know, generalize about. But their cultures are very distinct. Yes. So beautiful. Um, Yes. Foods, you know, how they raise raised, uh, uh, how they fed themselves, how they nurtured themselves. So all those things are very different and fascinating. And it would be really interesting for each of your community, you know, your listeners to go and see what were the original foods that were of the land. Um, Could you share with us, do you have any insight on that? Like any, anything? I know we were, we were, we chatted about that a little before we started the interview, some different foods that is there anything you could share with us? Well, for example, I think that, for example, turkey was not part of the meal, the original meal, Thanksgiving probably meal. Probably not, yes. You know, it was probably geese, you know, fowl, geese, or, right. you know, duck and venison. Yes. You know, so that sort of thing, squash, pumpkin, yes. all those things, of course. Um, uh, there's a whole list. There's a also a wonderful um, uh, a chef. I think he's called the, the sous chef. Uh-huh. Uh, and his name is Sean... Sherman. Uh-huh. Um, and he, he's a, you know, obviously an amazing sh- chef and he's written a book, but he's got a lot of, he, he talks a lot about indigenous foods uh-huh. uh, and it would be worth looking him up and learning about that. He's, he's fascinating. You might actually uh, interview him. He'd be, he'd be oh, yes, that would be a great idea. I'll have to yeah. definitely look him up, but yes. Yeah, so also as a side note, if, excuse me, if you do want to share any information or links with me, I'll put it on my website. I will do that. So we have Absolutely. a website for the podcast, the Maria Liberati show.com and we'll include it there and on, on my um, website as well. So people can definitely find out more um, about, about, the Native American culture and heritage, but it is, it's, it's interesting how I think many, Many cultures 
you know, almost all cultures, there's always trauma. And it's, you know, the way that they get over the trauma is interesting also, because each culture had has its own variety of traumas and not to, uh, not to, uh, what's the right word? Not to not make it important, the one that the Native Americans went through, but I think all cultures, it's kind of the same thing. There's a trauma and then you know, how they deal right with the trauma and, and getting over that. And, um, but I, you know, I, I know there's a lot of very interesting, as I was mentioning, mentioning places to visit and, and um, hopefully it sounds like, and you may be one uh, the person that would know, it sounds like that um, they're recovering and, and things are kind of, you know, going along with, uh, people recognizing uh, the Native American culture in this country yeah. more and more. Is that correct? I think there's a beginning. I mean, we have for the first time, for example, uh, uh, Deb Hagland, who's the um, minister, the interior uh, department of interior, head of department of interior. And uh, so we, we're starting to have, we're very beginning of having people in positions of authority Oh, in wow. government. Um, so even that's a, that's a oh, that's great. representation of, yes. of something shifting. Um, yes. But, uh, you know, I, I've written all about, you know, I, I'm, I'm, my expertise is, it's not what I intended it, but it turns out one of my expertise is collective trauma uh -huh. and the traumas that people have experienced and recovery wow. from collective trauma. Yes. And the fact is there are different kinds of collective traumas. Yes. And some are worse than others. And others. Uh -huh. um, yes, and, yes. and, you know, I, I mean, it's, you don't want to compare anybody's traumas, right? Right. right. They, oh, no. they drowned under 20 feet of water or three feet of water. They exactly. Still drowned, right? It's still, yes. Yeah. So I get yes. that the drama is trauma. And yet yes. there are types of collective traumas that are harder to recover from. Yes, yes. So, uh -huh. so part of what the indigenous peoples, from my estimation, is some yes. of the worst kinds of collective traumas that anyone wow. could experience. And, oh, wow. and it, it's related to um, the, uh, you know, I don't know, most Americans don't know, we don't want to talk necessarily about this stuff, but it's important. It's, it's not about feeling guilty or uh -huh. badly, but it's about really understanding all of our people. I mean, they're, uh -huh. they're a community, the native right, people. Right, right. Exactly. Oh, and, yes, yes. And, and they, they've suffered inordinately. And I, you know, I, I, one, just one piece of history I'll mention, because most people don't know about this. We know about their lands being taken and their foodways being destroyed and uh -huh. all sorts of things. And, and not, you know, from 60 to 90%, I mean, it's hard to even fathom this, 60 to 90% of their people were wiped out uh -huh. uh, by, by the original, the diseases that Europeans brought to this land. Oh, wow. And, and you know, we, we had 777, at this point, thousand, 777,000 um, uh, people die from the pandemic. Uh-huh. But that's, if you, if we imagine 60 to 90, 60 to 90%, 60%, two thirds is a million something people die. Yes, I, yes. Can you imagine that level of devastation? That's just wow. the back then. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You know, yes, two, thirds yes. of your, two thirds of your community wiped out um, wow. just from the get go. Exactly. And, then, and then one of the other damages that most people don't know about, and I'm just going to bring this up lightly, but, but, but it's not light, is that by law, beginning in the 1890s, mm -hmm. many children were forcibly removed by family. It was law to, for children, native children to be taken to boarding schools away oh, from God. their families. Oh, my God. Basically be, be Christianized uh -huh. and, and, and kind of. Have their have the native beaten out of them, uh 
Uh-huh. And, and many of these children, actually, the first generations of these children that were removed, 50% didn't survive these schools. They were oh. that horrible. Oh, wow. And, and so there was a lot of abuse. And this, this went on for several generations before the law was changed. But right. can you imagine the damage to families and communities uh, and to cultures mm-hmm. where children were taken away into missionary and also military schools and wow. in many, many ways brutalized? Right, uh, and right. then returned back to their communities. They didn't speak their, their they could not speak their language. Wow. They could not practice any of their culture. Wow. So, so this was, this is a, you know, so we, we, we saw an epidemic of alcoholism and other things devastate those communities, but who wouldn't want to numb themselves yeah, after those sorts of experiences? Yeah, sure. So we, yeah. we have to understand what these communities have been through. Yes, um, yes. And they are, they are, it's, it's a real testament to their resilience that they are coming back in amazing ways and they have right. so much to teach us. I mean, right. so much to teach us. Right, right. And you have to respect and listen to them. And I think that's, uh, that's uh, what I want to, you know. Oh, yeah, I think, yes, I think it's important to obviously to know about the history and the foundation and things like that. But, um, I think it's also important, right, to hear, you know, to honor that, to honor the the culture and the positive things that the culture brings to oh. bring to us today. Oh, because thank goodness, you know, we're not in those times now. So that's right. Know, we're not that's right. the people that did all that are not around. So we can kind of be on another level and you know yes. experience the knowledge and the wisdom and the, the culture, the, the benefits of their culture that they, they yes. could bring to us. So that's, that's what I, uh, that's why I, you know, I, I enjoy honoring different cultures and trying so to beautiful that, that you do. And so. they have a lot to teach us about um, uh, their relationship to the land, yes. which is desperately need at this time. Yes. The honoring of the elements. I mean, we yeah. are, we are, you know, the Western culture, as beautiful as it is, and has so many, you know, valuable pieces to it as well. Right. It has a, it, it has a dysfunctional relationship to, to the natural world in some ways. And yes. um, I, I love, you know, one thing I didn't mean to interrupt you, but one no, thing please. I love from what I understand. So um, they honor the like trees, right? Don't they think of them as, or is there, um, is that correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, Indigenous peoples all over the world uh, understand and and honor. I mean, they uh, you know they may not have understood that they call them the the giving giving people. I mean, they uh-huh. trees give everything to us. They give our, us oxygen. They give us foods. Yes. They give us you know. I mean, we couldn't survive without trees, right? Yes. And yes. they understood this, yes. and so there was a ro- lot of reverence for the natural world, and, and rightly so. Yeah. Um, and, and it wasn't about just taking from 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 animals or from trees or from it was a lot of prayer and a, appreciation and respect right. before taking the life of an animal after taking the life of an animal. Uh-huh. You know, it was just not done without without thought and consideration. Yes. For yes. The life form that was there. And so the, the earth was considered is considered sentient, uh-huh. um, you know, and it's to be respected. The earth itself is a mother, is our mother. Everything we have comes from it. Yes. And so how would we treat the earth differently? If we really, if we really got that, that yes. we can't just dig into her and pull out stuff. And, you know, uh-huh. if we just really honor the earth yes. for, for what she has given us, uh-huh. um, you know, it's a very different understanding. And so land becomes 
different. You know, what, yes. how the trees, we don't just cut trees randomly right. down, yes. you know, we don't just exploit things. We, yes. we understand what they've given us. And so anyway, there's a, a, a real appreciation for yes. animals, for trees, for, for, for even the, um, the, the rocks, uh-huh. you know, they consider some na- nations consider rocks as uh, record keepers. I mean, oh. if you think of it, They've been there before anything else. They've seen everything. They're the record keepers. They have seen from beginning of time to now. Yes. You know? mm-hmm. that's, so that's absolutely right. Yeah. When I had, when I started finding out about the way that they treat trees after that, I just, I look at trees a whole different oh. way. And I, yeah, you know, you almost, cause I understand that I think they actually talk to trees and, you know, because they revere them and I just, you know, I, I have to think like many times before I cut one down anymore because of thinking in the terms, you know, that they make you think of. And you could understand because it is a living, breathing thing, really. And you're right. It does give us so many things, but it's such a, be- you know, a definitely a be- so beautiful. Yes, it is. They use so beautiful that you're open to this. And oh, yes. It's really, there's a, there's a lovely book um, by Jamie Sams. Uh-huh. Um, anyway, I'll, I will put, you know, she has something called the sacred path cards yes. and animal medicine cards. And uh-huh. it's a different perspective on, um, on uh, animals and some of the native teachings anyway, might be worth uh, having that as part of the resources that people. Look oh at. yes, definitely. I, w- I would even, you know, like to, I would be very interested in that, but yes, if you have any links or anything that you want to send me, I'll definitely get it up. Um, when we air this podcast, I'll definitely get that Absolutely. up. Well, this has been lovely. Thank you so much, but I want people to know where they can find you and get more information. <laughs> Is it um, susanabodyin.com? That's so simple. www.susan. And Susan is with an O. So S-O-U-S-A-N-A-D-I-A-N.com. And and they can sign up for newsletters and that sort of thing. And uh, I'm looking forward to putting whatever resources I can on your website so people can uh, follow. And by the way, you know, we're all indigenous to the earth. And we at one point had, you know, we were all connected in some of these ways to the earth. We've just forgotten it. And yes. we've, been, we've been misled in some ways. So yes. we are all there that, you know, we can look at them as our teachers to remind us of who we are, really are and our relationship to the mother, to the earth mother. Yes. Um, as you are, and we can still stay Italian, you want whatever, any culture we come from and still remember that yes. we have a relationship to the earth in a, in a special way. So that's, that's um, our first culture really, or yeah. our first real mother is mother earth really are, you know, one of, I guess, that's our culture really is, you know, our first culture, whatever other culture you respect, but yes, definitely. I, I've always said people need to be more connected to, you know, the food and the earth and all that. Mm-hmm. It's people yeah. don't realize there's not a connection. And I, I think that's one of, you know, our many issues today. People really need to feel, you know, have that connection there. So yeah. Absolutely. But yes, with all, you know, if you can send us uh, some links and all, maybe people, hopefully we'll get people to explore that even more. Very good. And again, want to so appreciate that you have, uh, first of all, honored me by having me here, but also um, are bringing attention to this, Maria. It's such a valuable, you know, piece of work that you're doing. And is it, you. it's the month of November that is the... Yeah. 
Okay, so well, this will probably air, but that's okay. That's okay. At least we got. At least we were able to get it in. So that's great. Yes, and thank you so much. And keep us posted on your. You know, whenever your books come out, let me know. Back on. Great. Thank you. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to the Maria Liberati Show, and thanks to my producer, Britton Roselle, and this week's special guest, Susan Abadian, in helping us celebrate the uh, Winter Solstice and Native American Culture Month. Don't forget my special events, my wine pairing dinners that will be held at the Ridgewood Winery in Bechtelsville, Pennsylvania on January 29th in the new year and February 10th in the new year and you can sign up for those events on eventbrite.com or email me for more info at info at marialiberati.com and as always you can find me at marialiberati.com you can find my gourmand world award-winning book series the basic art of italian cooking at marialiberati.com at artoflivingprimamedia.com and really anywhere books are sold on Amazon and Kindle as well and you can also find me on Instagram at marialiberati on Facebook at Chef Maria Liberati on Twitter at Maria Liberati on Pinterest at Maria Liberati the basic art of Italian cooking by Maria Liberati channel on Roku my YouTube channel which is the Maria Liberati channel and my Vimeo channel, the Maria Liberati channel. And as always, until next week, peace, love, and pasta.